the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Bill Bullington's here with Ben Ehrman. <laughs> I got Ben today. He's going to be coming on. We're going to be talking about uh, doing some budgeting and marital stuff the um uh, i was just looking at i guess most people probably heard this before but i'll repeat it anyway about half of all marriages end up in divorce and about half of those cite financial difficulties as a major reason and he kind of uh specializes in that particular niche so i thought it'd be good to have him come in and, and talk about that and how he can get you on the right track so uh, we'll be talking with him a little bit later in today's show and we're also going to talk about guaranteed income. That's a kind of a big deal. Uh, guaranteed income in today's environment. I'm just looking at the bond rates that are out there. The 30-year bond, 1.3%. The 10-year Treasury note, 0.64%. Yesterday is what it closed at. The yield closed at. That's unbelievable. Um, I <laughs> I just can't believe they're down this low. Uh, will they go negative? I don't know. But the uh, at any rate, it, it's a tough spot. So I've got some solutions, I think, for people who are looking for income out of their portfolios. We'll talk about those a little bit later in today's show. Um, I'm actually going to have to take a call really quickly. And if you'd like to call, the number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And by the way, if you hear something here on the radio show that you'd like more information on, you can go to BullingtonCapital.com. And sign or uh, just go to the contact us page. Send me the question. I'd be glad to try to talk to it on the radio or give you a call. So I'm going to go right now to the phones, and I've got uh, Richard. Oops, the uh, huh? I hung up, or I actually accidentally hung up on him. So uh, Richard, if you'd like to call back, <laughs> nothing personal. Actually, I don't even know which Richard it is. So <laughs> I just hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. So anyway, that number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. Uh, um, you know, we were, so we've got several topics to talk about. We can talk about a lot of things that you'd like to talk about. I had an awful lot of people calling and, and asking me, um, you know, what the market's going to do. What do I think it's going to do? I'm not going to hold you to it, which means, yes, I'm going to hold you to it. But but what do you think the market's going to do over the next, you know, 12 months or next few months? What do you think the market's reaction is going to be? And, uh, you know, 
Um, I'm going to tell you the same thing I always tell you. Stocks are going to go up and they're going to go down. I'm not sure which order. (laughs) Eventually, they'll go higher. And I'll tell you why uh, a little bit later. But right now, I'm going to try to pick up Richard again. Hey, Richard, did I hang up on you? Uh, I don't know what happened. Okay. But anyway, here's my point. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think? The, the, the stock market's always gone up. So uh, what does it need to keep going up? <clears throat> I would say it needs economic growth in the economy. Mm-hmm. And as few regulations on business and the society as possible. Yep. To allow companies to increase their uh, sales and earnings, which are the only things that really justify their stock prices going up. What right. would you say? I would say I'm in total agreement. <laughs> okay, then I think you should make, and I, you don't want to take any political stands that are absolutely uh, one way or another, but subtly suggest that the government, uh, when we talk about the market and investing, must do things that support the market. And that is, uh, you know, don't raise taxes and all that, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, in the long run, it's actually worked pretty well here. Uh, And you just have to, but you got to be diligent, you know, because there are people who would like to run your lives for you. (laughs) <laughs> they would no, like. Um, I mean, you know, socialism or raising taxes a trillion dollars is not going to be good for the market. I don't think. I mean, I, there's a chance that was uh, after the last administration had uh, 600 new regulations, and uh, you know, Dodd Frank and Obamacare to discourage everything. Well, you, you got to have rules, and that's hard. Uh, somebody's got to make the rules. Somebody's got to enforce the rules, and the rules need to be fair, and that's going to be an ongoing struggle forever. Now, I am a minimalist. You should see how I live. Okay, You ever walked into my place, you guys go like, hey, did you just move in here? <laughs> so I'm, I'm absolutely a minimalist. Don't add a single solitary word that you don't need. That's how I feel. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Nada. So, but you've got to be careful because there are people that will take advantage and they're going to try to exploit. They'll, they'll cheat, cut corners. So you got to have the police involved, not the actual police, but the government to uh, basically be the referee. Make sure nobody's doing something that's going to hurt the rest of humanity for the rest of the, our lives. Yeah. Uh, but, and that is really tough. I mean, that is a tough job. I, I would hate to be in government. I'd hate to be, think that uh, I would be responsible for making those decisions. So uh, I, I'm probably more tolerant of a lot of politicians than a lot of people are because I don't believe that I know all the answers. Those people who are cranky and loud and yell and get upset, they believe that they know the answers. Well, I don't think they do. <laughs> no, I don't think they do either. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it's hard. I mean, life is hard, you know, but it doesn't mean you don't try. And uh, Okay, but if you can try to subtly put in there that uh, we need to have policies that favor the market mm-hmm. and growth in the economy. Absolutely, for sure. All right, thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, have a good weekend. Yeah, so. <laughs> Bye-bye. Got another call. Eric, have a question for us? 
or comment? Uh, I do. Good morning. Morning. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm approaching uh, retirement, and I've started to dabble a little bit with closed-end funds and preferred stocks, trying to increase some income in my portfolio. Okay. But, uh, appreciate your thoughts on that. And yep. uh, also, uh, I heard a guy speak to uh, just generating income and not really concerned about the principal movement. <clears throat> so if you invest, I, I think his theory was if you invest in uh, – like a closed-end fund that goes down uh, 10 12%, if you don't need the principal, your income stream remains the same. Uh, and he was looking at it that way for someone who didn't need principal in the near term. Yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, too. Yeah. Well, a closed-end fund is basically just, all that means is that the number of shares are fixed, whereas a an open-end fund means that if more money comes into the fund the fund will create more shares. Um, there are some advantages and disadvantages. One of the disadvantages to a closed-end fund is that the share price that's being posted may not accurately accurately reflect the underlying value of the investments. It can sell at a discount, and it can sell at a premium. One of my fears today in a closed-end fund that's investing in fixed income is that it's probably selling at a premium, so you need to check that out. Because you will, if they were to close that fund and liquidate the assets, there's a really good chance that you would actually lock in a loss if that were the case. Okay, So nothing is quite as simple as you'd like it to be. And uh, um, it's just kind of the way the, the whole world works. Uh, I would say anything that's got a yield, a current yield, that's more than the 30-year treasury is by 1%, there's risk there. You need to find out what it is. It's either principal risk, longevity risk, currency risk. There's risk there. And you really need to be extremely careful when you're looking at that kind of stuff. And you really, really need to know what you're doing. If all you know is what the current yield is and what the past track record is, that's not enough. That's not going to help you in the future because the chances of interest rates not going up at some point in time are pretty remote. You know, so that's what uh, I was going to talk about today as far as fixed income goes. There aren't that many choices that are good, that are going to pay much more than 1%. And if you're paying a management fee, your return's likely to be, you know, zero or negative. And the only way to increase that is to increase your risk or you can turn that over. There's a, a coalition of insurance companies that got together to do lifetime income programs for individual investors. And it's relatively new. Uh, and it's a good idea because there's another risk a lot of people will go to the stock market. And I, there's one gentleman that calls in every uh, two, three months or so and says, well, you should put all your money in stocks and then, you know, the dividend yield, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. But if you're not a multimillionaire and you can't live off the 2% dividend that you're going to get from doing that, okay, then you're going to subject yourself to, to uh, more risk. And that's the risk that the market takes a big drop. And then you do have to start dipping into the principal because the dividend's not enough, uh, and you could end up depleting your um, your savings. So 
the whole idea behind a pension plan was that these pensions, the pensions aren't just paying out the interest to the people that are in the plan. They're paying out a portion of the principal each year. And they know they're, they've got actuaries, these guys that are you know mathematicians who figure out what they think they can afford to pay and what they think they can afford to pay on an ongoing basis. Now they have to make adjustments to that. When they first started doing that, people's life expectancies were a lot shorter and stock market returns were a lot higher. Okay, So they've had to make adjustments over the years. But uh, all other things being equal, I think I'd rather have those guys doing it <laughs> than me doing it because it's uh, a little safer. <laughs> that, that's all they do. And uh, so I was going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. If, if you're looking for income uh, and you want the, and you need the income and you need it to be guaranteed, well, there are some new developments out there that I think are very good, They're especially given today's market. See, companies that are not out there just to take advantage of us. You know, that, that's, I get that feeling from an awful lot of people that are talking, they're just out there to take advantage. Well, not really. Yeah, there are a lot of companies who are going to do well by doing well by their clients. And that's how they become big companies that have been around for a hundred years or more. Because you can't be around for a hundred years if you keep taking advantage of your clients. Sooner or later, they figure that stuff out. <laughs> and then you don't have any clients anymore. But, uh, but there are some really good ones and, uh, I really like it. I was just doing some uh, math here. Feel free to email me. I'll email you this link that you can go to. And uh, this is actually through Nationwide, by the way. Um, they're one of the participants in that program. And it'll you can put your age and, and how much money you have in there, and it'll, it'll tell you what the lifetime income might be for you. It's all based on age, okay. of course. And uh, uh, it, it's a really nice tool. It's a really nice tool. If you if you play around with it, you want a little more explanation, you know, feel free to give me a call because uh, um, I uh, I actually just sent a pretty big chunk in there myself, but because uh, I'm looking at, it, I can't believe how old I'm getting. <laughs> I, what's what's your take on preferred shares heading into retirement? Um, well, it, the preferred share, it the the income is going to stay the same. The share price can fluctuate a lot. If you've got a preferred stock that's paying more than four or five percent, you got to ask yourself why, because why would they pay that much? You know, when they can borrow from the Fed at one point five or or two percent or three percent, why are they paying out that much? There's got to be a reason, and I can tell you what the reason is. It's because their credit, their credit's not that good. Uh, it's not good enough. If the credit were really good and the bonds are super short. Yeah, it wouldn't pay much more than two and a half percent at today in today's environment because that's what the super high quality companies uh, are paying, you know, two and a half to three percent or so, and that's for obligations that are like thirty or forty years, you know. So you're you're kind of locked in there. When interest rates go up, watch what happens to those share prices on those preferred stocks. So hopefully, you know, people that are investing that way are aware of that that they're going to see a big drop in the, the share price if interest rates ever start going up. And, uh, and you know, the, the guarantee is also, it's, it's only as good as the company. The same thing with these uh, products that I'm talking about there. The guarantees are only as good as the companies that are making them. So you want to try to do the best you can to look into the credit quality of the companies. 
And I'm going to tell you, as people are looking at closed-end funds, you can look up the holdings of a closed-end fund, and then you could look up the underlying companies and look at their credit ratings. And I'm telling you, not maybe maybe one in 10,000 people that's ever invested in a closed-end fund has ever gone to that extent. I wouldn't invest in it without going to that extent, which is why I don't invest in them, because I haven't been, <laughs> I haven't been able to find one that suits me. And, uh, but I'm kind of unique in that respect. Yeah. A lot of people don't look at that risk and they're not even aware of that risk. You know, you've got, uh, interest rate risk there. You've got credit risk there. You've got the, uh, timing risk of the market. It, it, that is, those things are loaded with risk and you need to understand it. It's not that you shouldn't take risk. You're going to have to take risk with some of your money if you're going to make anything more than what you get in a treasury. Okay. So you need to understand it really well. And that's really what investing is, is all about. It's about managing risk. And that, that, what, what good investing is anyway. So most people think it's all, oh, I just want the highest return. No, you don't. Because you won't be able to withstand the volatility of the high return strategies. The highest returning strategies have the most volatility. You know, risk equals reward, right? And risk is a t- double-edged sword. One side goes up, the other side goes down. And uh, so you just got to just have to be aware, you know, be aware of what you're doing. Try to do the best you can and uh, uh, try to evaluate that stuff. Feel free to call me during the week if you want to send me something to take a look at. You know, I don't I don't mind doing that. Um, the, uh, uh, normally, if you're if you're not a client, it's generally going to take me about 15 minutes. If you are a client, I'll look into it a lot further than that. But uh, I'll give you an overview anyway. Hey, I gotta take a real quick commercial break. All Thanks right. for calling, Thank there. Yep. This is Bill Bullington here with Ben Ehrman. Stay tuned because we will be right back. And we're back here with Bill and Ben on Bullington Capital Report. Here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Go to my website if you'd like to reach out to me. It's BullingtonCapital.com. There's a contact us form there. You can fill that out. I'd be glad to try to get back to you. Um, the uh, I was, You know what I was just thinking as the gentleman just called? I'm looking at the all the preferred funds out there, and it, they sound really good if you don't know what all the risk is. Um, if you were to invest in relatively short to most preferred stocks, some of them are going to have a maturity date that are relatively short. I probably wouldn't hang on to anything that's going to mature uh, past five years or so. Uh, I think over the next five years, there's probably a pretty good chance that, that rates may go up again. They may not, though. You know, Interest rates may go negative. But that's a thing called interest rate risk. If interest rates start to go up, well, who the heck wants to buy your bond? or your preferred stock that's paying a fixed rate when a short-term rate is higher. You know, they won't. So what happens is the share prices or the bond prices have a tendency to go down. Lovely. They're going down. You're still getting your income, 
but the share price will go down. And it doesn't make you feel really good when you see that balance dropping on your statements. And I can tell you from experience, that is a horrible feeling. <laughs> so uh, anyway, and one of the things that I was kind of talking about a little bit earlier is the, uh, the guaranteed income products that are coming out there now. Um, I like them. They're pretty good. I, I just, here's an example. Okay. And, and, and again, if you want to, if you want a link to this website, I'll give it to you. There's no cost. Nobody's going to call you. The, uh, I'll just send it to you. Um, and this company is through nationwide. So you can go to this. It's their guaranteed income tool. And I put in there somebody who was 65, wasn't going to take money out till next year and put a hundred thousand bucks in there. And so the, the income that was guaranteed was $5,779 a year. Okay. On a hundred thousand bucks. Now, a lot of people go, Oh, that doesn't sound like much. Well, that's because you're extremely naive. Okay. Extremely. And I don't mean that to be, I'm not trying to insult anybody. Um, but when you look at a 30 year treasury bond paying 1.3%, 1.3% of a hundred thousand is 1300 bucks. Did you hear that? 1.3% of a hundred thousand is $1,300 not 5,779. <laughs> so now the big difference is this is, there are lots of differences. That's just the income and see the, that, the way that these work is that they will guarantee that amount as long as you live. So if you have a spouse, um, you can actually do a joint. They'll take the, the life expectancy of the younger person and you just put your numbers in there on this website and it'll show you, uh, what they'll give you. So, uh, this is not me. Um, I'm, telling you this is a a third-party resource and it's uh, you know I, I like it they're not the only ones that have it they're just one of my favorite and i really like it a lot and again the guarantees are only as good as the underlying company so when you're doing this kind of stuff you got to do your homework make sure that that company's got high ratings the uh that they're financially stable at least right now and the way that these work is they guarantee until you until you die um there's a there are investments that you make. If the investment does better than the guarantees, guess what? They'll bump you up to that that number, and they'll lock that in. So you have the opportunity. And I'm going to tell you that, realistically, for the investments to to do that well, you'd have to have another period kind of like the, the late 90s or the mid-80s where the market was just going crazy. You know, Then, yeah, if that happens again, okay, that number could actually increase. That's is, do I think of that it's likely? Not really. If you can hear that, that's actually my cell phone. I thought I turned that off. There we go. So that was somebody actually calling my office. I, I, I bet they wanted the, uh, <laughs> they want that information. And again, I'll, I, I have no problem sending that, that tool out. Uh, they put it out there for the general public to be able to use, uh, and people like myself. And I think it's a, I think that it's a very good time to be looking at something like that. And the way that you can, that I really plan on using this is if you can lock away something, uh, you're getting the, uh, guarantee again. It's only as good as the company that's making it. And, uh, I've, I don't deal with, uh, small companies that aren't financially stable. I just won't. And I, I know that some of them will pay a half, maybe a full percent more, but it's, to me, it's just not the worth, worth the risk. You know, I just don't want to do that. So. Anyway, any company I deal with is going to have the highest ratings because I just feel like it's necessary. 
But what this, what you can do with this is once you've gotten this as a, a, a good stable or part of your portfolio, then the rest of it, you can actually invest in those stocks for the growth that you're going to need. Awesome. The, uh, now you're cooking with you know, charcoal and natural gas. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, feel free to, to uh, talk to us about that. And I'm going to, um, um, this is one of the things that got me thinking I need to get Ben back on the show because when you're doing this kind of stuff, what we're doing is planning for future income. That's what we're doing. That's what all retirement planning is. It's planning for future income. Planning for the day where you can walk into your place of work and say, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> The uh, been nice, and I'm gone. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it. So, and a huge part of there, there are two things that you, you need to do to be able to do that one day. First thing is, you, the very first thing is, you got to learn how to live beneath your means, not within your means. That drives me nuts when those guys say that. You have to live beneath your means because that amount that you're going to live beneath your means. You're going to put it away. You're going to invest it. Okay. And then one day you'll be looking at these guaranteed income tools, (laughs) but that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And it's actually the part of the the whole financial planning process that, that I like the least. Okay. The, uh, and I am not a cash flow type of planner. That's why I got Ben here because he'll sit down with you and, and teach you that and go through that. And help you walk that out. I'm a goal-based planner. So I set a goal for the amount of money that I wanted to achieve by the time I reached retirement age. And it hasn't changed since I learned how to do this. And uh, and I'm on track. So I know what I like. I know what I'm going to be happy with. I'm putting the money away. And I'm going to just spend the rest. <laughs> so that's my lifestyle. I've got that one big goal out there. And I make sure I do everything I can to uh, reach that goal, I know what percentage of my, basically what my income is that I need to put away towards that. And I don't spend any other money until that. That's the very first thing I, I pay each month is is that. okay, And then the rest, well, you can just kind of, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, but I realize that I'm kind of different that way, that a lot of people like the other method, and that's to uh, give every dollar a, a job and that, that kind of stuff. So I want to let Ben uh, talk a little bit more about that. And he specializes, by the way, in married couples, uh, which is, I think, is, is it is amazingly um, needed, I should say. There's a huge need. Now, not everybody wants it. And I understand when you come in and, and people start talking about money, it's, it's a difficult subject even between married couples, you know, especially between married couples. I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, like you mentioned that stat earlier. I mean, it's, it's such an issue and it's just, you know, it's finances and all of the underlying issues that come with it. So I think once you get down to the root of it, a lot of it isn't financial, but the finances really bring a lot out of it. So, you know, it's something you really have to, um, be aware of. Uh, and if yes. you're always fighting about money, there's, there's a reason behind it. And, um, some of it's simply that you're not talking about it. Right. You know, there's, you, if, if two people are working towards one goal, 
and they're not talking about it and they're not working through it together, it's pretty much doomed to fail. And that's what we see all across the country. Right. You know, right now with these, these statistics that are out with marriage, you know, you have to talk about if you're not, you know, you mentioned budgeting. If you're not talking about your budget together, if you're not working, if one person actually puts in the numbers and tracks it, that's fine. But both of you have to be talking about it because if, Here's the a thing. conversation. One person is going to be a spender and one person is going to be a saver. Pretty much every married couple that I've talked to, one of them is a spender and one of them is well, a saver. Now, I have a few clients where both of them are savers. Okay. They are very successful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they're still married after 20, 30, 40 years, yeah. uh, and they're generally pretty happy. Yeah. So having these conversations, I can tell you from my last 30 years of experience that the, they're small percentage, an extremely small percentage, mm-hmm. but they seem to be the happiest. Yeah. So working on this, you know, that's one of the reasons when uh, you and I were introduced, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see the need. There's a need for that. Mm-hmm. Um now, whether or not people want to do it, I'm sure you experience that quite oh, often. It's difficult. I mean, <laughs> yeah. most people, I mean, a lot of people I've talked to, I mean, they've been, they've gone through many years of marriage not talking about it. So to actually make that transition, because money is such an emotional thing. Sure. And within couples, there's so many emotions around money. And unfortunately, at the point that I started talking about them, they're very negative emotions. Yes. So to help them work through those negative emotions and actually start because usually they don't have conversations because it brings about uh, like a fight. You know, they'll fight. We, we don't want to sit down, sit down and have a budget because we're going to fight. Right. You know, they haven't learned because if you learn how to budget and budget well and actually talk through a budget, there's a way that you can tweak the budget to really um, make the spender and the saver happy. Right. And, no, yeah, that's the important part of that yeah. whole conversation is there's got to be something in it for each one mm-hmm. of them. And the thing that's that's obvious to me, that's probably not so obvious to other people, is that the thing that's largest, the, the thing you have to gain the most is a happy life. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can actually be happy and stay together. Yeah. The, uh, that's really, because I, I can tell you, you know what the, you know what a great way, a, a phenomenal way to create a small fortune is? Start with a really large one and get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> or get divorced more than once and then you create a very small fortune. But the, uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's really important. I mean, it's super important. And the, the, uh, the benefits are astronomical. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you'll be so much happier. You, you'll have, you'll live a life of, of less stress. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got a partner. Right. You got somebody to help you. Yeah, you don't have to do it by yourself. Right. Exactly. Most people feel like they do for different reasons, but if you can, if you can actually, let me give you this example. This was really cool. So I was talking to a couple um, this past Wednesday, and we've been working together for a while, and. Women in relationships, the most important thing is security. So if you're the man in the relationship and you're not giving that security, you know, the wife's not going to be happy. So I was right. talking to a couple. We started off. Right. Um, the man, uh, the husband just wasn't about budgeting. He wasn't about money, but he kind of saw the need. So he just kind of started the process. Right. 
So we worked together for several weeks, several um, um, sessions, and we just were kind of finishing up. I'm still going to work with them some, but they've got the basis, basics down and the, the happiness and the joy from the wife because the husband is taking initiative, taking control, not spending what he used to, cares about the budget. He went from being a spender to a saver nice. just by learning how right. to do this. If you have a plan and then you work the plan, it changes everything. It changes your view on money. And in this case, it changed her relationship because she said she felt more secure and she has more joy in her marriage now than she used to before we started this wow. process. Yeah, no, I, yeah, awesome. I, I can see how that happens and uh, I can tell you, you know, you get a lot of people who, well, money's not everything. No, but it actually is going to dictate your quality of life. Okay, so the quality of your life is going to be dictated by how you handle the money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you'd like a nice, happy life, and you're a guy out there, uh, that old saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yep. Now, if the wife is the spender and refuses to come to the table, that, that's, that's, a, that's a problem. Well, you might want to talk about it uh, up front, you know, before you actually enter into something like that. And somebody that won't sit down to talk about that, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know. it's, it's, it's very emotional. So I, I think really you have to have that conversation with your spouse and say, look, like this is where we're at financially. And you have to tell them, I am right. terrified, like put emotion into it. Money is emotional. I am terrified of how we are um, financially right now. You know, I don't see how either one of us are going to be able to retire. You know, we're spending more than we're making. The credit cards, you know, are piling up. There's so many different factors. Well, I'll give you another scenario. Um, this is a kid I went to high school with, and he ended up, he and his wife got, got divorced, and it was basically because he saved too much money. Mm. She didn't want to live like that anymore. Yeah. And that dude had no idea how much money he needed to be able to retire, mm. uh, to reach his goals. Uh, he wouldn't have had to save more than 7% or so of his savings because he could live on next to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, she got tired of living on next to nothing. So it's the complete mm-hmm. opposite situation where one person's actually, and by the way, this is probably like one in a million uh, that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually saving too much and it's making their lives uncomfortable. So I think it, it's, that's why this is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the most important things you can possibly do and it will help you. It will help you personally. It'll help you in your marriage. Uh, it'll help us get to the commercial break because actually I hear the music and we got to go. <laughs> Listen to Bill and Ben on the Bullington Capital Report. We'll be back after these messages. We're back. You're listening to the Bullington Capital Report. I'm Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning. You can reach me on my website, BullingtonCapital.com. You can also reach Ben, and I think it's a, is it Ehrman Financial? Yep, Ehrman Financial, E-H-R-M-A-N Financial. 
And um, Ben is a, an expert at uh, budgeting, and he works with young married couples. Uh, likes to, and they don't necessarily have to be young. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've actually talked to so the couple that I just mentioned in the last segment was a couple around my age, around probably early thirties. But um, you know, I just talked to another, really a wife who just wanted to get back on track with her husband, and she actually gave me an update, and they're doing great. I gave them some tips and some things to do, and you know, I think they're probably in their early sixties. Oh, and they're just starting to learn some of these concepts now. So it's yeah. You know, I've worked with all age groups, and it's never uh, never too late to start. Oh, that's that's great. The uh, um, I, very necessary. Like again, I'm, I'm always I'm kind of the uh, simplest uh, approach is generally the better one, as far as I'm concerned. I don't like to add any extra uh, words. I would never make it as a congressman because uh, I, I would put out a uh, two hundred word law instead of a uh, twenty two thousand word. <laughs> But uh, Steve Jobs is like that, by the way. The, uh, he came in and raised Cain once. These guys gave him a, uh, I forget how many thousands of pages his document was. He was going to make a deal with Intel. He came back and just, he started yelling and swearing at the guys. The uh, comeback, he, he says, you get 11 pages. 11 pages. It's got to be double spaced. <laughs> and they did. They came back with it. And by the way, that, that relationship worked out really well for both of them. Doesn't have to be complicated to be effective, mm-hmm. and that's what I really like. And most things in life are like that; they're they're really not that complicated. They can be as complicated as you want to make them be. And there's a certain personality out there, and you know who you are out there listening. <laughs> you love to make things way more complicated than they ever need to be, and I'm actually the total opposite. I want to. I don't want to leave out anything that's important. That's a big deal. And it does take a lot of time, effort, and energy to figure out what's important. And that's kind of the process that you're helping people with. What's really important? You know? And in order to do that, you have to analyze the whole thing. But you don't have to write it all down. <laughs> you, need to, you need to analyze it uh, and make sure you're not leaving anything out. You know, and try not try not to miss any of the big things. Yeah, and that's why I said having a conversation because you know every spouse has something that's important to them, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we just kind of let empathy go out the door when we talk about money. You know, sometimes no matter how old we are, we 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 act like the little kid in the toy store and say, "I want this, I want that, I want my money." You know, but sometimes we have to say, you know, is this okay? I want this, but is this what's best for my marriage? Is this what's best? For me and my spouse, and I think if we approach finances when you're married with with empathy and caring about the other spouse more than we care about ourselves and what we want and what we need, right. um, I think that will set you up for success, like a lot higher rate of success. And I think it'll open up your spouse more to actually have those conversations. I think if you, so many spouses, if you go to your husband or wife with empathy and caring and wanting change that they won't know what to do with themselves. And it's going to open, it's going to catch them so far off guard that they're going to be more open be like, okay, let's sit down and talk about this. (laughs) What's, what's going on here? Yeah, no, absolutely. The, uh, there's an awful lot of, um, Oh, I guess more modern thinking along those lines. I think, uh, uh, mindfulness, you know, mindfulness. This is mindfulness when it comes to your finances. Mm-hmm. And boy, is that, that has so many benefits to it. Way better than your diet. <laughs> <laughs> Diet's probably number two. 
but the uh, mindfulness, just being aware and being compassionate, uh, being kind to yourself and your spouse, other people outside of yourself, it it, it really helps, especially financially. It mm-hmm. just it just does. And, uh, it, you know, uh, it, it's a really good thing. There's an awful lot of stuff in it for you. Uh, are you going to have to compromise? Maybe not. You know, you might not even have to compromise at all. The, uh, but you won't know until you take a look at it, right. you know, and, and if you do, well, what's the greater good? And if you know, then this is kind of how I've run my whole practice. Let me lay out all these options. You tell me what you're trying to do. I'm going to look at your situation and take the last 30 years of my experience and say, okay, based on everything I know, Here's what I would do if I'm in your position. Uh, now, normally there are several options and I'll get people to, to, uh, you know, what, what happens in my place is people get stuck between, well, I want that return, but I don't want to take that risk there. And they don't even know that they're telling me that they're saying, well, that's, yeah, that, that's the model I'd like. I want that return. Okay. Are you willing to be down 50% or more? Well, no. Okay. Well, you can't get that return <laughs> because that return came with a 50% drop, you know, twice. And, uh, and that was within one 10 year time period. So, uh, they'll go around and they, they won't make a decision. That, that's a tough thing. And, and I know you probably deal with that a little bit when you're talking with couples. One party that just doesn't want to get on board occasionally. Uh, and I think if they understood more the ben- long-term benefits, not only financially, but in your marriage, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, if you've got kids, you know, you can pass these things on to your kids before they actually, before the hormone hormones kick in. Cause you know, when your hormones kick in, when you're a kid, you can't talk to them again until they're in their forties because <laughs> <laughs> they, they just aren't going to understand, <laughs> but you got to get them young. You got to get them really young. And uh, it's not that hard. It really isn't. You know? yeah, money's all money's all about habits. And if you can develop um, good habits, I mean, you can control money. The problem is, um, you know, money, a lot of times we want to put it on autopilot. What's the easiest? Right. Um, you know, how can we put this kind of out of sight, out of mind? And with money, you can't do that. If you right. do that with money, money's going to control you. Right. So to control money, you have to have a plan. And that's what I help people do. Right. You know, if you, if you guys need some kind of plan or direction and you know whether you're single whether you're married ermanfinancialfreedom.com um you can go there set up an appointment i'd love to uh start working with you um yeah just to develop that plan i'm telling you if you, if you once you have a plan in your finances it it changes everything cuz you know there's so pe- so many people that want to put finances on autopilot cuz they're so lost they don't know what to do and you know so many of these things that you're talking about you know just giving people you know a plan a plan with your budget a plan for retirement you know it gives you so much hope and once you have that hope in that direction it it changes your mindset it takes that fear and despair and turns it into joy and hope right exactly <laughs> yeah. Now, people wonder a lot. I, I know they do because they call me and ask me, well, why aren't you worried? Uh, well, because I've seen this show before. Yeah, I know how it ends. <laughs> and I, I've already prepared. And this is not, it's never a surprise for me. Because I've known enough times and I know enough about real life to know what you can and can't anticipate. And I do not worry about those things that I can't anticipate and plan for in advance to be perfect because 
I've never met anybody that's been perfect. I can't wait to meet that first perfect person. So uh, that's part of the plan. And when when you're doing your plan, I, I know you guys go in and talk about uh, things to do together for fun. You know, that's part of the budget. Mm-hmm. You got you to plan that oh, in. Yeah, there. yeah. You yeah. put. That's the thing. There's so many, um, I think, areas that are left out on the budget. You know, fun money, entertainment. So if you're a married couple and you say, well, I like to eat out this and that, I want to have some money that I can kind of not have to answer to. Well, that's your right. fun money. You right. know, if you're a husband, you like to go get lunch at work a couple times right. a week. Well, how many times does that agree on that number with your spouse? You know, or just say, you know, I want hundred or 200 bucks, you know, a month for money that I can just go spend. You know, maybe you're the wife, you like to go shopping. I want a hundred bucks, 200 bucks a month that I can just go spend that I don't have to answer to. And you just agree on that number together. And then that's, that's your money. You know, you don't have to fight about it. What's really funny is, uh, to me sitting and listening to you speak, um, I realize how, how young you are. <laughs> Just by the numbers that you're throwing out, you're seeing a hundred or two hundred bucks a week, and I've, it's kind of funny. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, this is not a uh, not a criticism at all. It's just an observation because uh, most people that are my age look at a hundred, two hundred, like yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just nature, yeah. you know. Because normally you should make more money as as you get older, and I understand exactly you know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, being creative, I think oftentimes too is very helpful. I've had some of the best times I've ever had, uh, without spending anything. I mean, nothing. And, uh, so, uh, you know, it is a problem. Uh, most people struggle with it. They do. That's just nature. So, uh, uh, identifying that again, coming back to the awareness, you know, uh, being aware of things, how your spouses really feel. You know, and, and it's great, by the way, if you can actually get one of them to open up about it. Oftentimes people are not that open about that. So there's a trust factor there you have to work on. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons you're sitting here uh, is I recognized uh, in our conversations, yeah, this uh, at first, you know, when we first started talking, I'm going, ah, I don't know, man, this is a touchy subject. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're walking through a minefield. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have the right personality for that. Yeah. Cause not just, I, I would be horrible. <laughs> that, that bull in the China shop doesn't work that well in, in that environment. I've, I've learned that the hard way, you know, through experience, but the, um, uh, but there are enough people out there also that are goal-based planners. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, and it doesn't, uh, you know, that are looking at the information I'm presenting. And I'm saying, look, if you really want to do that kind of stuff, you need to call Ben, um, because, uh, I'm actually the, there are two basic type of planners that you're the cash flow guy, the, uh, and, and I'm the goal guy, the, uh, so they, they actually are very closely related and they're achieving the same thing slightly differently. More people fit into your category than fit into mine. I can tell you that from uh, uh, from experience. But I hear the music. That means we have got to go. Uh, we're going to have to have you back because we didn't get to a lot of the other topics that we were going to talk about. So, uh, listen, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good weekend, good investment, and good luck. Every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700 or online at BullingtonCapital.com.
That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.